Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 66. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit. And I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Just ate some food that he regrets. Tetris. That is, wow, that is timely. Yeah. Topical. So topical, yeah. Yes. It hurts so good. Does it hurt good or no? No, not good. Not good? No, it hurts. You know what this is? It must be all the excitement that I have for Comic Book Junto. Mm. It's just bubbling up, and it makes me want to die. Oh, wow. Yeah, that you sounds. Know, you know how that sounds is. intense. You know how it goes. No, I don't actually know what's going on. I'm glad I don't. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, yeah. what up, internet? My name is Atet, and I want to die. Wow. Yeah, that is. But that not is, so bad. That is intense. Not so bad that I want to cut off the episode, though. We got. Yeah. This is this is important business. Yes. That we we must get to. So first of all, I want to say sorry for the late episode. You know, we out here, we moving and shaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We making things happen. Look, we gave y'all an Easter basket, living our of lives. Goodies. Yeah. Uh, uh, what last week we we yeah. gave, we we got uh, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. We got Get Out one mm-hmm. shots. We got uh, episode a, a ton of Hasi, Episode sixty five. Yeah. So you know we thought maybe we spoil y'all uh, uh, so you can you know work on that, digest it, and yeah. then build up a new appetite. We'll yeah. Give you this. Yeah. Episode sixty six. So you're probably going to be listening to this on. Well, we're not going to say when exactly. Who knows? Who knows? But sorry that it's late. We apologize, but we wanted to get you guys an episode anyway. And we here. We back. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to be here. And we've had a little bit of time away working on our own things, you mm-hmm. know, spending time. I've been reading a lot of old man thing comics. Yeah, your Instagram is full of peanut butter. I'm, I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm reading a lot of old man thing comics. I'm loving it. Is it peanut butter or is it a man? A man. Yeah, I don't know. This what? fool came from another dimension what? by way of, look. What? Thor, Thor has the bifrost. Is it peanut butter? Or is it a man? Or is it a man? Who is confused? I can't believe it's not peanut butter. Who's confused that you see peanut butter and you're like, I think that, that that's either one of two things. Let's look closely. <laughs> it's one of two. It's close. I'm not quite sure. Is that peanut butter? Did you give it a taste test? Mm, mm. Is it a man? Is it a, that tastes is like that peanut Florida. butter? Or is that a, what is that? Is that a man? It tastes like Old Spice. Ugh. Is that a man? That's a man. Okay, wow. that's a barbarian. That's uh, that is Steve Gerber, the narrator uh, of of these comics, Man mm-hmm. Thing comics, mm-hmm. uh, uh, back in the nineteen seventies. I think mm-hmm. it's nineteen seventy one. He wrote yep. that that issue that I posted to my Instagram first appearance of Howard the Duck. Mm. First appearance, and look, Howard the Duck is crazy too. Yeah, that that whole idea, where this concept come from? Now we're in twenty seventeen. We take it for granted that that exists. Yeah, you got to imagine reading nineteen seventy one. You pick up uh, back in uh, your day, Adventure into Fear. In my day. Mm-hmm. Adventure into fear. You're thinking this is a man thing story, tried and true. I'm going to get some horror. I'm going to get some uh, uh, psychological stuff. Right. And then what is this duck wearing a suit? What is this peanut butter boy? It was just it was just a foretelling yeah. of what was going to happen. That's right. When your man R.L. Stein get a hold of it. Evidently. Yeah. Evidently. But yeah. look, I've spent some time reading these comics. And you went back. And I've been working on my AKA game. Okay. So let me just hit you with something. Okay. You got a minute? Go for it. Let's see what we got. Right now. Welcome back to Comic Book Junto. It's your boy, A-Tet, a.k.a. Mike Will Made Ultron. Okay. A.k.a. My death stroke just went viral. <laughs> a.k.a. Conan the Rapper. A.k.a. Doc October Firm. 
Uh, AKA Travis Scott Summers. Oh. AKA No Limit Super Soldier. AKA. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Usain whoa, whoa, Bolt wait, 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 wait. Come wait, on, you know, wait, you know wait, 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 No Limit Soldier. No Limit Super Soldier? That's right. Just stop. That's right. That's it. We don't need no more. Man, don't give make... them too much. That's how I can't help myself. That's amazing. No Limit Super Soldier. That is amazing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've never heard an AKA so amazing in my life. Well, here, here you go. No Limit Super Soldier? <laughs> there wow. You go. There you go. I am yeah. jealous. I've been at work. I've been doing work. That's great. Yeah. I'm just, Man. you know, hitting the books. You know, I went to a library. I'm just taking books out. I'm looking at some, I believe some you. major literature. I'm thinking, I got to up my AKA game. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. AKA, is it this peanut butter or is this a man? Wow. I'll work on that one for sure. Wow. Yeah, what you got, man? I got, listen, I got some. Bring it to the table. I got the set some of I got, I got a couple of them. Bring us I historical new. text. Okay. Uh huh. It is I. Oh. Octavius A. Newman. <laughs> AKA, Killer Croc Octavius. Ah. AKA, Brat Panther. Dang. AKA, T'Challa French Toast. Damn. AKA, Candy Kingpin. Ooh. Show Enough Assassin. Ah. Microphone Check One Two Face. 21 Savage Land, Bad and Buju Bantan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Wow. Ash Catcher Body. Wonderful. Funk Dr. Doom. Okay. Octavius. <laughs> <laughs> Octavius Prime. He's running, oh, he's running through it like your resume. Oh, right man. It's like, great. This wow. is so much fun. Excellent. Excellent. I cannot Excellent. get over No Limit Super Soldier. I'm not trying hard enough is what I've concluded. Oh, I'm not trying hard enough. No I'm not really sitting, sitting thinking. I'm thinking. I'm like, I got fight the power, man. Okay. You know I mean? That's good. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But No Limit Super Soldier, like, <laughs> wow, that's... I can't. I can't get over how good that is. Yeah, it just it just came to me in a dream, really. Mm. It came to me in a dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought my death stroke just went viral. I thought that was that was my egg game, but wow. You never... Gotta, you, the, the, the future is yet to be told. Yeah. You know, we mm. shall... In the, in the words of my grandfather, we shall see what we shall see. Yeah. Who well, knows what, what, what the future holds? Yeah, what, what was your grandfather's name? Uh, Richard. Quoth Richard. Yeah. We shall see... Well, we shall see. Yeah. All right. I can't argue that. Who knows we what the future holds? That. Well, look, we shall see about doing some news yes. for Comic Book Junto. Yes. Uh, and you know what? Maybe a throwback. How the hell did this show exist? We got to give praise to uh, Bear Fruit from yeah. time to time. Yeah. Shout out to Bear Fruit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bear Fruit is what makes this thing get down. Um, you can check out barefruit.com. However, barefruit.com is in maintenance right now. Oh. So right now, really the best thing for you to do is just really subscribe to our iTunes. Um, leave a five-star review and a positive comment. But at the end of the day, yes, this is brought to you by Barefruit. But don't go to barefruit.com because we're working on making it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be back soon. Store will be back soon. But as far as official Kampuk Junto merchandise, you can go to tpublic forward slash user for tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash comic book junto buy some merch there um follow adam on twitter at adam tedders follow mm-hmm. me on twitter at octavius a newman follow comic book junto on twitter at comic book junto and also send us your question questions using hashtag ask cbj and if you're listening on soundcloud don't forget to leave your comments as you're listening let us know what your thoughts are we appreciate you guys doing that um and we're going to get into this show. That's right. This is good. That's right. We're going to start it with heavy news. Mm-hmm. Okay? Big news. Talk to him. New movie, 
It, the remake of the Stephen King classic, yes. is coming. Yes. It's coming out in September. Yes. September 8th, 2017. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the, the trailer for that? I watched my one and only trailer for It. Mm-hmm. And it looks terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it, I was legitimately like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I'm... I'm disturbed. I'm a, I watched gro- that I'm a from, grown adult. I watched that from behind a couch. You know, you know, wow. like, uh, that was uh, there could not have been enough distance between me Man. and it. Oh, yeah. It was rough. Yeah, I, you're not the only one fretting over this movie. Mm. Okay, comicbook.com reports. Right. Professional clowns. Okay, are not happy. You know what? Professional clowns. Listen, are out here worried that it is going to damage. It is going to cripple. Nay, it is going to clown on mm. their profession. Okay. And it's going to make people fear them. Well, and that's bad for biz. Here's the thing. Uh huh. They already fear clowns. Yeah. Okay. That's the you thing. Know what I mean, you're and, 100% correct. Clowns, it's already out. Clowns really ain't like popping right now. Uh huh. People want to, like, you know, hook off on clowns on site. Like, yes. <laughs> people literally want to, like, duff clowns out. Uh-huh. And watch clowns on a regular basis when they see them. Yeah. Like, if a clown were to walk up in this room right now, I definitely would be on guard. Yeah. So, I don't think it is going to be the thing that's going to, like, no, officially no, 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 no. make us go. Now, there's a certain, there's a couple clowns that got to pass. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple clowns that have a relationship on our lives uh-huh. that we're going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. The Joker. Of course. We're cool clown with the Prince. Joker because we understand what it's hitting for. We know what time it is. Yeah. You know? We but know he's not one on. of those, like, uh, 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 you know, creepy clowns. Even Bozo. 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 Classic clown. We Bozo. understand what that is. Yeah, yeah. Ronald, we know what's going on with uh-huh. you, Ronald. Uh-huh. Because we have context. We know where you're coming from. We know what you're about. Mm-hmm. But. But t- tell me about this particular gentleman okay, look. and where he's coming from. Because right, it's a different situation with this guy. Uh, uh, comicbook.com, they're reporting uh, that a, a couple professional clowns mm-hmm. spoke with MEL Magazine. Uh, I'm not familiar with the magazine myself. I don't know who that they is. spoke with MEL Magazine. But let's go magazine. for it. Let's see what's happening. And uh, these these folks say that this movie is potentially going to mess with their industry. Mm-hmm. 42-year-old Guilford Adams. I don't need to hear anything else. That's all I need to hear. That's that's my man. Listen, that's my man. Tell you right now. First of all, if you worried about an industry that's messing up 42 year old grown adults named Guilford, hey, he's out here making money. Listen, but I'm what I'm trying to tell you is Guilford. You you already picked a, a profession that you know it's got some baggage with it. No, I think I think Guilford's making it happen. It's got some. I didn't say he's not making it happen. I'm saying, I'm saying you got to understand what's what's going on. Uh-huh. You got to know Guilford. Uh-huh. You've been doing this for if you're 42 years old, you've been doing it for at least the past at least the past 20. I got you can't it. tell me Guilford <laughs> that at 20 at at 20 years old you said you know what. I'm gonna go in a different direction. That's what it's hitting at. I'm going. <laughs> he's like he's going. To, he's going to the school. Going to, to cloud school. Veterinarian. And yeah. He's like, you know, he's what, like, this, this, ain't this, it. this is not what I wanted to do. Yeah, this ain't it. I saw Bozo. Uh-huh. I saw. You know what I mean? And I knew what I wanted to be. Yeah. You knew what this was when you got into it. Yeah. What's his name? Clifford. What is Bull name? Guilford. You know what it was. Guilford. You know what it was when you know what it was when you got here. This is important. Guilford works under the stage name Gilly. All right. He Adam. says, that, listen, 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 listen. This is important. Gilly knew important. what it was. This is important. Gilly, uh, this is the contribution that Gilly made to the, the magazine, to the interview, okay? Uh, 42-year-old Guilford Adams, works under the name Gilly, said the movie is, quote, going to be bad for clowns. 
End quote. <laughs> Gilly, you know. <laughs> Gilly, you know. Come on, Gilly. You know. <laughs> Gilly. You... <laughs> That's it. That, that, that beginning and end. That's it. That's the whole thing he served up. He said, Gilly, my man, you've been out here in this game. You've been running this yeah, been, game. I've been Gilly. out here for a while. Let me tell you. Uh, I've been out uh, here. This movie's coming out. It. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. Your thoughts? Yeah, I saw it. It's going to be bad for clowns. <laughs> <laughs> the profit. It's going to be bad for clowns. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got a couple ideas. All right? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for years. I started when I was 20. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a couple kind of a couple opportunities. I was going to go into the academy. didn't work out. They got a hold of my jacket. They knew what's going on in the past. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, Gilly, you know what you got going on? Yeah, you got a kid's party. I'm going to, you know, put a clown suit on, put a nose on, put a little makeup on your face. <laughs> a couple of dollars. I said, all right. Now, and at 42 years old, I've been, you know, I mean, I've been guilty clown for years. Yeah. And I mean, in this movie, it comes out, you're killing kids. It's going yeah. to be bad for clowns. It's going to be bad for clowns. <laughs> I, I feel like it's being bad for clowns. If you're <laughs> in this industry. That's Gilly. That's what I'm trying has, to tell you, Gilly. It's been bad. It's been bad. It's been bad. 33-year-old clown. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah, no, let him get it. Listen to that sentence. 33-year-old clown. Are they trying to make fun of these people in this I, article? No, Did they write it? No, look at it. Octavia look at what it says. It, let it happen. 33-year-old clown. Let it be. <laughs> you can, look, you can be a clown. Well, you know what? Gilly, How long do you think Bozo was? Gilly and 33-year-old clown Nick Kane, a.k.a. Mr. Nick, <laughs> are doing, Mr. Nick. They're doing their job right now I because have, they are clowns and they are making me laugh. I have no, I have no disrespect to, to uh, a 33-year-old, 55-year-old, uh, 200-year-old clown. I, I got no disrespect. You I don't do want, what you got to do. I don't, you, you do what you got to do. I don't do. want a 30, I don't what want I'm a saying 200-year-old is, clown. What I, <laughs> that's look, terrifying. First of all, what I suspect, ain't nobody I know. Listen to what you just said. See, that's the problem right there. Who you know 200 years old? Well, nobody. And if there's somebody 200 years old and they're a clown, Get away! Get from around me! You I don't want your you clown magic. You, you can't. Be, you, <laughs> you age backwards. You can't be near me with your Benjamin Button clown mojo. I don't want nothing to do with it. You got to get from around me. I'm saying, if you're in this industry, if you're in this profession, then you know it's been hard your whole life. It, it, right now in 2017, ain't the, making it hard. This isn't the thing. It's been bad your whole life. You know what's hard? You're a 33 year old clown. That's what it is. And if Look. you choose to be a clown, listen, the Joker decided to be a clown a- as a grown adult man. But he knew what it was. And he found himself a woman who accepted him for who he was. Harley Quinn was an abusive relationship. Found Absolutely. himself. He made her. Ab- yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's an abusive relationship. Manifest destiny. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's a horrible situation, you know, but... Yeah. He knew what it was. Mm-hmm. The Joker's not confused. Mm-hmm. We're confused. We don't know what this dude's real name is. Roger, we don't know where he Roger Fojas, who has performed under names like Ringmaster Roger and, <laughs> and Humpy Pumpy. All right. Listen, we're next. Uh, come on. Your name is Humpy hey. Pumpy, and you're worried about? Hey. You're worried about? What's the, what's, what's the clown's name? It's your boy. What's the, <laughs> Roger Fojas, <laughs> a.k.a. Ringmaster Roger, a.k.a. Humpy Pumpy. I don't and want, I'm afraid of clowns. I don't want nobody near my children. Listen, I'm, I'm, no, sir. No, sir. I'm soon to be a father. Ain't nobody, ain't no 33-year-old, 42-year-old, 200-year-old grown man going to be around my daughter talking about some humpy pumpy. <laughs> Somebody getting knocked out. Somebody getting laid clean out. All right? Yeah. All right, humpy that, pumpy. That's what that just goes to show you. Listen, what's, what's the clown's name in it? Pennywise. Pennywise is not the is he's he's not what's doing it. Yeah. We already have our own 
it's bad been, relationship with clowns. Is, it has, you know what I mean. Been, We've been here. It, it has been had tough. Yeah, for clowns. Yeah. So there so, you go. Let's we'll just let's let's not put it on Pennywise. He's just trying to make a couple dollars. Whew. Okay. Uh, all right. Look, let's go to uh, uh, one old movie. Right. Uh, it to uh, uh, a different kind of old movie. Schumacher Batman movies. Mm-hmm. They get a bad rap. Yes, because they are not. They're not good. They're not good, but they're they're fun to hate watch. That is true, and they're very campy in their own way. It's kind of yes. like you know, it's it's more Adam West. Chill out. Yeah, it is. It's absurd. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in an interview with Fandango, has said that he would definitely play another Batman villain. Sure, he would play another Batman villain. Okay. So the question becomes, which villain? Who would he play? Let's say it were to happen. Zack Snyder is going to make another Batman movie, or maybe Ben Affleck is doing it. Who knows who's making this Batman mm-hmm. movie? There's a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on. And Schwarzenegger gets his pick. Who does he play? Kite Man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't picture Kite Man <laughs> Condiment for, an, King. for an Austrian politician. Condiment King. Condiment King? No, I mean, if, if I was really going to pull something out, that would be, I could see... Raz Al Ghul, Raish Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how you actually actually say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's when I think about old Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and I think about the accent, <clears throat> and I think about trying to put something together. Even though we obviously know the accent, you know, doesn't fit what we normally hear from Raish Al Ghul. How do you say it, Internet? Help me out. Is it Raish Al Ghul or Raz uh, Al Ghul? I'm gonna I'm gonna say <clears throat> there is a conversation to be had because some people say Raish Al Ghul. I've seen cartoons and movies. Uh, which have said it. Mm-hmm. I've also heard maybe since I've grown up, Raz Al Ghul. So yeah, Raz Al Ghul is what I always thought. I'm prone to just. I don't know if the anime did the animated. I'm gonna go whatever the animated series said because they got the most. They got the most uh, media out there. For IDK us. man. Yeah. IDK. I'm saying Clayface. Ah, I could see Clayface ah. because you know he lumbers. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's an action star. Okay. But you, you know, put him under some makeup, some yeah. effects. I could see Clayface. Okay. You know. Okay, because Raz Al Ghul's got to fight. Yeah, that is true. That's true. And I don't see Arnold going out there and doing the, no, the Conan movements anymore. Not these days. Yeah. Not these days. Not anymore. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I could see that. Schwarzenegger coming for you. Moving past that, but moving on to some more Batman news. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah? I'm excited for this. Internet, we got some Batman news. You probably already know about this, but the gang's getting back together. That's right. Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder. Are coming back together to work on Batman. This is the gang from the new Fifty Two Batman. Listen, that's I've, your run. This is my. I've talked about this. This is my run, and when I say my run, what I mean by that is this is the Batman story that I read month to month for fifty some fifty four months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Every issue, I own every issue. I purchased every issue. Read it month to month. This is. Like when I think of me reading Batman, I think of me reading Scott Snyder writing it and seeing Greg Capullo illustrate it. Yeah. So when that ended, of course, you know, we got Tom King. And truth be told, when I found out Tom King was taking over, I'm like, who the heck is Tom King? Who oh, is yeah. this guy? Sure, sure. Come to find out, he's amazing. Right. You know, fantastic, fantastic job on Batman. So we've had a good, what is it, 
six years of Batman straight? Yeah. Six, seven years of Batman? Yeah, yeah. Not since seven. Well, like since, maybe since six. New 52 started, so I'm yeah. going to say maybe six. About yeah. six years straight of amazing Batman stories. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention what the other stuff besides the main run, yeah. but it's great. Batman Inc., Grant Morrison, yep. uh, uh, the Robin books. Um, All-Star Batman. Yeah. Uh, um. There's the 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 was that week like biweekly Batman that was going on for a while. But the detective, I don't remember what it Not was. Not sure. But either way, listen, internet. Let tell um <clears throat> tell Tom King the to do an origins on comic book Junto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's something that's coming down the line. Yeah, Tom Hope, King. We know you're listening to the show. Thank you for thank you for the five stars and a positive comment, Tom King. Appreciate you. And we hope the, hopefully that you're listening. Uh, Tom King has expressed like some availability, some interest in be doing Campo Junto Origins. You realize on that show, you're going to have to ask him his opinion on Raindrop, Drop Top, Bruce and Selena on a rooftop. I think it's Selena and Bruce on a rooftop. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to ask him. Yeah. You're going to have to ask your opinion. Can I get your opinion? Yeah. Yeah, of course you did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, right. We know this. Right. We know this to be we, true. Yeah, we and we've read your books long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listen, let t- at Tom King, is it at Tom King? I on Twitter, so. I'm not sure. At Tom, to Tom King, tell him that you're that you're excited to hear him on Comic Book Junto. Um, let you know it's already already kind of in motion, kind of in the works. Um, nothing 100 official yet, but he's seen to be open, seen to be interested. At Tom King TK. At Tom King TK on Twitter, let him know that you're excited to hear him on Comic Book Junto. Let's try to make that happen. Word. Um, but anyway. Scott Snyder is going to be writing Batman again. Uh, Greg Capullo is going to be illustrating it again, and it's going to be called Dark Knight's Metal. Now, this is a DC-wide event that starts in August. So Metal will be DC for uh, Justice League. I think Superman is, is going to be affected by this. It's not strictly the Bat family. But the important part with Dark Knight's Metal, the Batman, John, is that Snyder Capullo. Yes. And it looks hot. Yes. So here's a little bit it says. It says, in a press release, Snyder said he wanted Metal to build upon what DC had been doing with Batman since the beginning of Rebirth. Mm. The publisher successfully relaunched that re, uh, reoriented its editorial direction. Uh, it says, the writer added, he wanted to create new material that felt modern and relevant to this new age of Batman, and Metal is the best opportunity he has to do just that. As far as plot goes, the only hint DC gave in its press release was that Metal would, quote, examine every choice a hero doesn't take and every path they don't walk Mm. and open up worlds that are forged by nightmares. And the quote that I find to be most compelling is Snyder saying, give it to him above all. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Even with terror and nightmares, it won't be grim. Dark Knight's metal will be celebratory, huge and crazy. I've said it before. I am going for out of control dinosaurs and lasers. I don't know what that means, What? but all, all I need I welcome. is Greg Capullo illustrating Batman, dinosaurs, yeah. and lasers. Yeah. And when you tell me Scott Snyder's writing it and we're going fun and nightmare, yeah. it, like all of that is just like, what? Mm-hmm. But I trust them. So the fact that I can't formulate it in my mind is actually really exciting. Yeah. Because you need to know what it looks like. I like the fact that I don't know what that looks like. That's right. I like the fact that I can't figure that out. I like the fact that I can't go, oh, you're kind of going to go this direction. You know, even something like lighthearted, but with nightmares, it's like, huh? How? 
Snyder's been on a roll with All-Star Batman. And you, you remember when we did All-Star Batman number one for our book of the week, it was just pure adrenaline. I mean, just like balls to the wall, action, a cinematic kind of uh, uh, action Batman story. I want to see more of that. And if, if he's got that kind of energy in him, yeah. and he's going with this like haggard-looking Batman, blood dripping down his cowl, well, we see Batman axe with, in with either two hands. battle axes in his hands. Yo, he looks like the cover of a Metallica album. I want yeah. this! Yeah. I don't know what's coming, but I want this. Yeah, so it's so into that. Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight's Metal will take place over a course of six issues. And it's going to start in August. Yes, so, sir. Got a couple months. We got a couple months. Got a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little bit more Batman comic book news. Um, we have a little more information on what we're going to be doing with what Tom King's going to be doing with Batman. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's going to be a new like plot after this. What What's the DC thing going on? There's kind of a crossover between Batman and Flash and it's called The Button. The Button. Yeah. So wait, when Rebirth first started, the uh, quote unquote, don't call it a reboot. Uh, don't call it a reboot. Exactly. Hey, you know, look, that's an AKA right there. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, when the Rebirth came up, a big position was the, the uh, insertion of Watchmen. Which we still don't understand. We still don't understand. So it looks like we're about to get a little bit of that um, with a uh, a Batman issue coming out in which there's a Flash Batman crossover and the the, the old, uh, uh, um, what's it, the button is going to be on the front, Mm -hmm. the comedian from the uh, Watchmen. Right, which is we're we're assuming we're going to connect it into the Joker and we're going to find out who the Joker really is and yada, 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 and Adam is not excited about that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to have to deal with the fact that Tom King is going to be writing something that I'm mad exists. And Tom King is amazing. But Tom... He can, if anybody can make hey, it work. Listen, I started reading Vision. Yeah. Woo! Right? Oof. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough stuff. Yeah. It's good. It's good storytelling, yeah. but it hits you. So on this new Tom King story arc, what we know is that it's going to be called War of Jokes and Riddles. What does that sound like? Oh, it sounds like sounds I like, know two people involved in it. Yes. This. Yeah. So it's going to uh have two of Batman's most iconic foes, the Joker and the Riddler, and they're gonna go head to head. So here's a couple bullet points that we got laid out here. Um, it says the War of Jokes and Riddles um, is a story of the past that will shape the future of DCU. War of Jokes and Riddles is the eight-part epic starting in Batman 25, scripts by Tom King and art by Mike. How do you say this? Mikhail Jenny. Mikhail. What Adam said. Sorry, I apologize. For he's been on the previous Batman books and he's awesome. Yeah. So it says, quote, a year after he began, Batman thinks he understands the pain and power of Gotham and the war comes um, and he learns he knows nothing. Joker versus the Riddler, a war that divides and destroys his city in the midst of the carnage. Will the Dark Knight rise again or finally fall? I'm not going to read the premise. You can go Google that if you want to, if you want to know all that. I don't want to read the premise because as you know how I get down, that's enough for me. Important piece. It says issues 27 and 30 of Batman will feature a guest artist that Tom King couldn't announce at the time, and they will take a look at what it means to be a bottom-tier villain Hmm. during one of these huge wars. And it may or may not focus on Kite Man. Mm -mm. Hell Mm. yeah. 
Mm. Please, more cut. Have man. we been doing? Wait, let's. You know what? Let's read that out loud. Read that out loud if you don't mind, because I intentionally didn't read it. But that's a part that's kind of fun. Yeah. So I mean, they, what they're going to do? Did you so, read uh, Superior Foes of uh, Spider Man? A little bit. Nick Spencer was talking about some of them, like Z List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bad guys that, yeah. that have to take on Spidey all the mm-hmm. time. So it looks like uh, potentially Tom King would take that perspective because he's been he's been Kite hitting man. that Kite Man the whole time. Yeah. So these last two bullets say the arc will be broken up into acts after. A fashion um, after a fa- um, after a fashion. What does that mean? IDK man. I, I okay. Issues twenty five, twenty six, comma twenty eight, twenty nine, comma and thirty one, thirty two will be part of the main story with the art by Mikhail Janine. Thank you. Issues twenty seven and thirty will feature a guest artist he couldn't announce at the time, and they will take a look at what it means to be a bottom tier villain during one of these big wars. It may or may not focus on Kite Man. Mm-hmm. If you've been keeping up. With Batman, you know, like the fun significance of Kite Man. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see Tom King go, man, you had a, it's just to think, wow, you're doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And you had a plan for that. Yeah. Or you made something out of it. Yeah. I think he's the really master cool. of some kind of poetry, man. Like he is, he's capable of doing some real clever narrative tricks that you don't see a lot of other writers putting forth. And Tom King, you have my eternal respect. Mikhail Janine, your artwork is unbelievable. Yes. I cannot Mikhail wait. Mikhael Janine, I can say your, I can pronounce your name now because Adam did it. Thank you, Adam, for that. Uh, anytime. Appreciate that. Any, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Tom King, come on the show. Yeah. That is a very exciting story that is coming. This is another thing that I caught in the news that I'm pumped for. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is coming to television. Coming to TV. What? Yeah. What? So there was a channel, and it was called ABC Family, Mm -hmm. and they have changed to Freeform, Mm. Freeform TV. In 2018, a 10-episode comedy is uh, uh, coming to Freeform, and it is a Marvel comedy series called New Warriors. Mm. And we don't know anything other than the fact that it will star Doreen Green, my girl, the unbeatable squirrel girl. Okay. Is this animated? Uh, no. So you don't far, know anything else? No word. But I do not believe it's animated. Oh. I do not. I think this is going to be a live action Marvel comedy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I cannot wait. Let's see what comes of that. Mm-hmm. So that's coming. Uh, you know, watch the skies. I guess people are going to be announced for casting and other characters. But it looks like we'll have a new team. We got Defenders uh, holding it down mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah, and we'll have the New Warriors coming to ABC Family. Yeah. So, uh, stay, speaking of the uh, the Defenders, we have some information about that TV show. That's right. So, when is that when is that going to be premiering? Because we got an actual premiere date here. Uh, what is what is the date on that? I believe that's August. Yeah, is correct. August eighteenth. Yeah. So we got a little teaser where it shows the the members of the the team in an elevator. Yeah. Now, this was like a proper teaser because it ain't show nothing. Good. Nothing. Good. Uh, but it does show uh, Daredevil mm-hmm. wearing a blanket or a sheet on his looking head. Looking more like Iron Fist than yeah, Iron Fist he does. does look more like Iron Fist than Iron Fist. In fact, I did a double take and I thought, oh, Iron Fist got it. Oh, wait, no. No. Got no eye holes. Yeah. That's Matt Murdock. Yeah. So, yeah, Defenders are coming at the end of that real cli- uh, uh, quick teaser. We got some uh, timestamp, 8-18-2017. Yeah. So August 18th, that is not far, my dude. And here's what, this, here's what this concluded for me. Mm-hmm. The fact that Defenders is coming out so fast mm-hmm. after Iron Fist, my hypothesis is even more solidified. What is this? 
they cranked out Iron Fist because they had to get it done for defenders. Getting ready for defenders. Yeah. yeah like, and what do you hear from everyone who watched Iron Fist? Well, I had to watch it because defenders is coming. Right. Right. Yo, Marvel knows. They right. Know what they, yeah. Right. They 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 got it out there. They cranked it out. Like, yeah, Iron Fist, Danny Rand. Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's really work on defenders, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and you talk about well, how come they da da da. And this is not making excuses because at the end of the day, I did not like Iron Fist, and I think that they should have put the time and attention and effort into this show, like they have all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But bottom line, they didn't. Mm-hmm. And since they didn't, you know, it's not good. Yeah. But when you see this come out. So soon after Iron Fist, it's like, ah, okay. Yeah. It's a rush job. Sure. That's, I mean, I don't have any facts, but that's what I would assume. Do you have anything that you look forward to for Defenders? Well, the same person who did the showrunner from Daredevil Season 2 mm. is going to be doing Defenders. Now, see, that spooks me. Because okay. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Daredevil Season 2. I thought it was fine. That show got me to say, man, there are too many ninjas. And if I'm capable of saying that, I feel like you really had to do something against me hmm. like I, I should never be able to say too many ninjas there are never enough ninjas except in daredevil season two because at daredevil season one we saw we, we saw matt murdoch getting his ass kicked mm-hmm. it seemed like his power was endurance and mm-hmm. getting back up you mm-hmm. know and that that was incredible it was, it was great to see him get pounded only to go back out and do it all over again right and then the second season was just like ninja 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 battle 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 it just seemed like all the stakes washed away well i mean this is basically the avengers of the marvel netflix universe yeah and it's eight it's supposed to be eight episodes long i think and then we're going to get the punisher Mm. so you know i'm hoping that it's good me too and i'm hoping that you know if they rush iron fist that whoever is going over this like like finn jones has more than 15 minutes to practice each fight scene oh my god you know what i'm saying no i mean that's a serious thing like you know like of course this is like this is you know, if the defenders, like we we you know we expect this to be good. Yeah, and that's you that's know the what? expectation. That's I expect this to be good. Finn Jones will remain Danny Rand. Yeah, right? he will stay Danny Rand. So, what are they going to have to do to redeem that character once they put him into a team? Well, they're going to have to spend because because it it's not just about Finn Jones. Word, you know, it's about Luke Cage. It's about Matt Murdock. It's about Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's about Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. So they're a team. They're fighting together. They're going to be working as a group. So it's not about one dude now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not about, oh, can Finn Jones learn his moves in 15 minutes? If you're trying to teach four people stuff in 15, you know what I mean? I just would have to believe mm-hmm. that, and again, that they I'm, spend more I'm, time. I'm assuming positive intent, and I'm talking about what I want, what I hope. I want, <clears throat> I want defenders to be amazing. Yes, yeah, I want it to be the best thing that we've had thus uh, far. Same, no doubt. I want it to culminate and us to feel great about it after it's over. The same way we did after the first Avengers movie. Yep. That's what I think. That's what we all want. Yeah. We don't want another Iron Fist. Yeah. And we want because there's a poster out for um, the Punisher TV show, mm-hmm. which is just a skull full of guns, look that's like right. the Expendables. That's right. You know. Yeah. We want that to be great too. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. I'm I'm excited for Defenders. I want to make sure that they spend the time on it because I've I've said it before. I think Danny Rand and these characters work especially well when they get to bounce off one another. We shall see. We shall see indeed. All right. Staying with Marvel, but going into these comics. Marvel's talking about they're not going to be doing any more events after this, this current one. You see this? They listen to us. They listen to Thank you for the five stars and the positive comment. Axel Alonzo, I know you're out there. Come on the show, Axel Alonzo. Internet internet tweet at X. What's Axel's uh, Twitter? At Tom King TK. Right. Okay. That's not Axel Alonzo. At RL underscore 
Tell, well, tell him what you want. Tell him what you want him to tell R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. Hey, R.L. Stein. I just want you to. I, I want you to hand over the reins. That's all. Give me the keys. Give me the keys, R.L. Give me the keys, R.L. Wow. Give me the keys. Oh, uh, okay. And then he turns and he is. He says, "You know, I can't do that." <laughs> I'm like, oh no. They pay, they pay me a lot of money to do this. Uh, uh, look, but Marvel is listening. You know, people have have said. Event fatigue, event fatigue. Every time I read a comic book, there's a crossover, and then I have to pick up all the books. And then these events come out, and as soon as an event finishes up, a brand new one begins. And it's over and over and over. It's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. And I feel like it robs a little bit of the talent and the energy and the patience from the stories that deserve it in an effort to try to sell more books. Mm -hmm. Just make a big thing. So Marvel claims for... At least 18 months after the Secret Empire arc, that huge event, they're not going to be doing any giant events. Yeah, they say hopefully you guys will be happy to know that at the end of Secret Empire, we do not have any big crossover events scheduled. We haven't Good. even talked about one for 18 months. And the ver- at the very least, those will be away for quite a while. If you have another idea for what we should call these stories. Oh, so they're talking about they're going to be doing like small mini, mm-hmm. mini series. Maybe smaller crossovers. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like no major event, but maybe they'll still like, like they're doing with Daredevil. They're doing like running with the devil. Right. Right. So maybe it's stuff like that where they connect a couple books in a collective story that are in the same family. It seems right to me. Crossover. Yeah. You know, I guess that makes sense. But you know, like when you're in the middle of when you're, when you're in the, but you know, like for example, we were going to go on a great run with Mm Spider-Man. And then when they did the crossover with with Spider-Gwen, for me, it was kind of like, uh, uh, where you would stop, please. Like bottom line, we're in the middle of a story. Like, I stopped picking them up. Be, exactly. Bottom line, because I stopped it, picking it, it up. disrupted me. It's like yeah. we were in the middle of a story that's been going for X amount of months. We were doing a thing. You know, we're going down. We're at a point. We just had a pivotal thing go down, mm-hmm. and then this dude goes over here with Gwen, with, with Spider Gwen. It's like what. We're over here for like two issues of Spider-Man and you got to go over here for two issues of Spider-Gwen. I don't care about this. Mm -hmm. Not that I have a problem with it. I have no issue with Spider-Gwen, but that's not the story I was following. Mm -hmm. So even those small mini-series, I get it if they're good, but, you know, part of us just wants to have that story continue and let's finish out what we were talking about. That's always going to be the point. If it's good, then I want to be a part of it. Yeah. But now I've gotten to this point where I'm like, you know, every time an event happens, you you fail to stick the landing. We say this all the time. You got to stick the landing. And if I pick up all of these books month after month, they get delayed. You've disrupted my stories. Yeah, exactly. And then it doesn't work. Like Civil War II, that last issue, I'm like, man... This whole thing just to sell me different books? The whole thing? Yeah, and that's just to and, sell me books. And the conclusion was check out these other splinter stories. Look at the get. other titles. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm glad that they're gonna try something new. I'm hoping they experiment and try something different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I I wish continued success, but give me quality right. before you do anything else. <clears throat> now the reason that I'm I'm giving a little bit of a side eye to this is these words are coming from David Gabriel, mm. the vice president of sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And this man got himself in all kinds of trouble over the past week. Yes. On his comments on diversity and whether or not Marvel is capable of selling diversity and whether or not fans want it. 
Had a lot of things so, to say. Dave Gabriel. I, I don't know where to begin. It, it's a confusing story. It's a, it's a very confusing story to even get into it. I'm like, uh, a, and we may as well just hop right into Let's it. Let's just read the quote. Yeah. So yeah, Dave Gabriel was doing an interview. And in the interview, uh, he said the following. What we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. They didn't want female characters out there. That's what we heard, whether we believe that or not. I don't know that that's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. We saw the sales of any character that was diverse, any character that was new, our female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, people were turning their nose up against. That was difficult for us because we had a lot of fresh, new, exciting ideas that we were trying to get out and nothing new really worked. Huh? Yeah, like when you read that, because there's more after that. <clears throat> but when you read that quote, you're like, I know, I'm like, that doesn't represent me. What are you talking that about? That doesn't represent Adam. Doesn't represent that my doesn't money. represent any of my friends. That doesn't represent when I walk into the comic book store. It's wrong. That doesn't represent what I hear on Twitter. Yeah. Who who were you talking to? Like, who are these people? Are these people called like numbers yeah. like who, who who are these people like i i don't i've never met no any of these people now i understand i run in my own circle right. but it, it it you know it, I, you know like did, have you met anybody who's talking like this no i mean i know they're out there i know there are the people who say that's not my spider-man sure you know, I, I, I understand that that is yeah. the thing that happens. Mm -hmm. I also know that there are a lot of people who are saying, why did you make Thor a woman? Make a different character. Right. You know, there are people right. who are out there saying that. Right. I know those people exist, but like you, I'm not running with them. I'm also not spending my money like that. I'm, I'm dropping off of books from core characters so I can pick up new characters. Right. Fresh new stories. So I don't understand what this statement is. And this statement seems to be very out of line in that somebody has pointed out that Marvel is quick to condemn diversity as a, quote, failed experiment. Mm -hmm. But they're not talking about how the fact that the Venom book ain't selling well. Right. Solo ain't selling well. Right. Full killer. That's not selling well. Right. Slapstick. That's not selling well. Yeah. So, you know, here are the <coughs> non-diverse, like, and they're slinging this word around like it's what? It, you know, a trend. It, and it's, that's a good way of putting it. Lay like, the, the, the way the statement is put. It's like, we heard, what we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. Like, that from where? statement is sounds like an interpretation that you or somebody came up with. But who, who said that sentence to you? Hey, we don't want diversity. That sounds like someone handed this is what it sounds like mm. here is data mm -hmm. here are sales numbers mm -hmm. and then you go oh people don't want diversity mm -hmm. that's like the conclusion you came up with from numbers but when you say they didn't want female characters out there who who said who said that I can't like and and uh, internet help me. I genuinely am open to being ignorant, but that's really just not my experience. Yeah, I can't imagine where he would. Did you go to New York Comic Con and do polls at New York Comic Con 2016? And people were like, 
We don't want diversity. Well, you know what? Only we don't it... want female characters. We don't want characters that are women. Nope, we don't want it. Who who is saying that? Don't know. Do you know it? Like, I mean, I'm just. I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm really like I'm having a hard time. Like, where? Were you talking to Klansmen? Like, who, were you talk, right, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, who would even fix their mouth to say that? Right. You know, I and maybe this is me being naive. So or it, part ignorant. of I know part of the problem, and definitely a lot of my confusion, because I read that and was legitimately confused, yeah. as in don't know where to begin because I don't understand. Part of the problem I know here is the comics industry has a difficult time documenting any real data. Mm. They have sales data that's available, but it's only like by month and you can see the units of the former month. And right. it doesn't really tell you who's buying what right. and where they're buying it. It also doesn't seem to indicate what Marvel's uh, ad money is going into and whether or not that's paying off. Because mm-hmm. every single time you tell me to buy Invincible Iron Man, uh, you might be telling it to me here in Philadelphia, but are, is it the same message is going out, uh, out elsewhere? Yeah. Or like, you know, it, it, they don't say, there's no indication that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's all on the fans. Yeah. Like fans don't want this, fans don't want that. But what's important to realize here is if fans don't realize that you have these new stories out because you're not advertising them with the same amount of gusto that you're doing Iron Man, then how do they, how do I know to buy it if I don't know it exists? Yeah. You know, like there are a lot of complications here, not to mention the fact one day after the statement was made, mm-hmm. Dave Gabriel made this statement. Mm-hmm. He says something completely opposite. Right. He comes out and he says, uh, uh, the following day, the next internet, hear us clearly. The next day. Yeah. He says the sticking factor of titles like Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, and the Mighty Thor were continuing to prove that Marvel's audience is excited about new heroes. Huh? And let me be clear, he says, our new heroes aren't going anywhere. What? We're proud and excited to keep introducing unique characters that reflect new voices and new experiences in the Marvel Universe. What? Who was we just talking to yesterday? That's the thing. Like, what? What? Huh? What? Was that a scroll? Did you just pull a spice dog? <laughs> you just pulled a Sean Spicer? Like, because the things that you said one no, day... No, stop shaking your head. Yeah, right. The things you said one day, and then the things you said the next day, it just seems like what whatever would pop into your brain... You, have you? Can you support any of this with it data? Sound, What's it, it, going it sounds on? like it was... You know, and the only way I can interpret it is like... <sighs> It sounds like one is your opinion and one is, I mean, I, I can't even, like, I'm, cause I'm totally like speculating at this point. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, it's, it doesn't make any, it's hard he to make sense of it because it doesn't make else. any sense. He didn't give you anything else. You know, like, it's, and, and that sounds more like what my experience has been. I mean, when I look on Twitter, I see parents with their kids holding up. Squirrel Girl holding up Moon Girl holding yeah. up Spider-Man like hotcakes. holding up you know Kamala Khan holding up Carol Danvers yeah. holding up like I see little brown girls with huge smiles on their faces yeah. I see Carol Core I see you know like I see people dressed up like <laughs> you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't I, I just have a and I'm like I'm genuinely like I that's just not what I see I mean, my wife wants to read Moon Girl. My yeah. wife wants to read Miss Marvel. She yeah. don't read comics. So if anything, I would think more people are drawn 
to comic books. Not less. Mm -hmm. It sounds like we're not hitting the sales numbers we want. Mm -hmm. So we have concluded that this is a failure. And it feels to me as though the only market they test for success is the group of people that bought comics in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Mm. And it's like, okay, y'all keep receiving surveys from them and collecting their poll responses, but you you might be ignoring a brand new community that has begun. And maybe that community legitimately, and this is a real thing to consider, because remember, internet, we are speculating because we don't, we don't see the sales numbers. Mm-mm. Isn't it legitimate to think that the people who are buying, I don't know, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are newer? Mm-hmm. Because when was the last time there was a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur book? That's right. So there would probably be less people buying that than, I don't know, Captain America, mm-hmm. who's been around longer than most of us have been alive. That's right. So the 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 ramp up to people falling in love with Carol Danvers, that might take a little bit more time. It's proportional. We just got her. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just got Kamala Khan. Yeah. So... Yeah, maybe those sales aren't going to be... Maybe the sales for Nighthawk aren't going to be the same as Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Because who the heck is Nighthawk? Neither one, neither, neither you or not, I knew who that was. That's right. A couple years ago. That's why it's disappointing to see books like Nighthawk get cut off so quickly. Right. Because, yo, it reminds me of the Eagles. Like, stick to a franchise... And let it grow. Yes. Let them happen. Yeah. You can't just look at one season and say, well, this brand new team that I cobbled together in a minute didn't work. Let me switch it up again. Right. Like every single time I get halfway through the puzzle, you can't tear apart all the pieces mm-hmm. and shake them up and then do something all over again. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Look how long it's taken for comics to build. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So yeah, of course the 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 white blonde is going to build uh, considerably because that's the majority market, and that care and that character has been around like Forever. I said for longer than most of us have been alive. That's right. That's a character that's been handed down to us by some of our parents, our uncles, yeah. aunts, you know, brothers, sisters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These characters are like have a heritage that are like you know. XYZ is my favorite, so of course I'm going to introduce my niece, nephew, son, daughter, you know, brother, sister, parents to these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And these characters have movies and TV shows, and other these characters don't, so I understand. And um, the writer of Kamala Khan, the creator of Kamala Khan, who is Miss Marvel, she has some really, really awesome thoughts to share. G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson has some really awesome thoughts to share um, about the conversation around diversity being a failure and not working in Marvel comics. Yeah. Um, so let me see if we can find some of these quotes here. I put the one in bold. That's a, I think that that's a really important one. Yeah. So she says, um, we just, you, you want to read a couple of them, Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? So, you know, she starts this off with a kind of a long post, but here, here are the, some of the takeaways. Uh, she makes a little list here. Uh, one, this is a personal opinion, but in my opinion, launching a legacy character by killing off or humiliating the original character sets the legacy character up for failure. Who wants a legacy if the legacy is shitty? Listen, that G. Willow Wilson. You know. Bullseye. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and you know what? When you think about it. Sam Wilson Cap. That's a, I mean, like, let's look at, let's look at it like this. Thor had to become unworthy, mm-hmm. humiliated mm-hmm. in order for us to have a woman be Thor. So are we excited that a woman is Thor? Yeah. We're excited that a woman's Thor. But she's making a point. Mm-hmm. She's like, so spoilers, Tony Stark's got to die for Riri to get here. Mm-hmm. 
that okay that's a fair point yeah. like you know you've got to chop down you so you're putting them at, at odds almost mm-hmm. you know what i mean cap's gotta die for sam wilson to get here is that what happened he got old he got old excuse yeah. me he had to get old and withered for and it's like oh yeah like we have to like chop down 30 40 50 60 70 years of a character in order for another person to come around yeah, and in, in in her situation you know she's speaking on behalf of miss marvel yeah Ain't nothing bad happened to Captain Marvel, yeah. Carol Danvers. If anything, she got bumped up. Yeah, exactly. She just inspired someone else. Yeah. Straight up. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so she goes on. And this one, I think, is the, the grand slam. She says, number two, diversity as a form of performative guilt doesn't work. Let's scrap the word diversity entirely and replace it with authenticity and realism. This is not a new world. This is the world. Right. And she went in. What she's basically saying is that, you know, and she goes on to, you know, a longer, you know, it's a great article. You should look it up. Yeah. It's on her, it's on her Tumblr. She really lays it out really well. But what she's ultimately saying, what I'm gathering from it is like, look, Miss Marvel wasn't a diversity initiative. Mm-hmm. It was a book. Yep. It was a character we put work into it. We work really hard on it. And because nobody really expected much from it, we did what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and we made it real and people gravitated towards her because it was a good story, because of people, it was a well-developed character and people liked it. Yeah. It wasn't like, we need to go get some brown people around here. Nah, nah. Who can, who's, let's make a brown one. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it was like, let's tell a story. Let's mm-hmm. tell a good one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and she even goes on in the original post that she made, which is phenomenal, and I recommend you you Google it. Look for G. Willow Wilson um, and, and her recent Tumblr post. She said her plan with Miss Marvel was it was not going to last. The plan the yeah, whole time... Yeah, she didn't expect it to do well. ...was it was not going to last. They would have maybe six, eight issues to tell this story. So this plan was, I got to do the best job that I can with a very limited framework because I don't expect this to sell. No one does. There's nothing quite like this. So how, how am I going to expect that this is going to be a smash? I can't. So I have to expect that the limited amount of time that I have, those tight constraints, I have to tell a damn good story. And that's that. Mm-hmm. That's that. I'm not ticking boxes. I just have only enough time to tell the tale that I want to tell. I want to get this last quote in here. She says, yeah. not for nothing, but there's a direct correlation between the quote, unquote, diverse big two properties that have done well, Luke Cage, Black Panther, Miss Marvel, Batgirl, and properties that have a strong sense of place. This is key. It is not diversity that draws these elusive untapped audience. It's particularity. Mm. Mm. This is a vital distinction nobody seems to make. This goes back to the authenticity and realism. So what she's saying is, if I can kind of like interpret it in my own words Synthesize. is it's not hey you you guys want you want the diversity right well well he black isn't that you wanted a black one right mm-hmm. and it's like no it's not it's black it's it's a strong sense of relatability to a certain group of people mm-hmm. it's real not it's black it's real it's Mm -hmm. true it's relatable so it's not we need an asian one right okay we we made him a little darker than captain america 
but not as dark as America. Mm-hmm. So, and and he's from Japan. Mm-hmm. We're good, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are gonna buy a million copies now, right? Because he's eight. No, it's like <laughs> it's about the fact that people are going. It taps into the reality of where people are at, and they go, "Ooh, I like that," because it represents, like it says, a strong sense of place. Mm-hmm. Not di- it's not a d- diversity that draws those elusive, untapped audience. It's particularity. It's particular. It's specific. Mm-hmm. It draws a specific. You know, like I've talked about in the show before, seeing a dark skin king of an unconquered African place that's the, the most technology, like the most advanced technology and the richest almost brought me to tears. Yeah. And it wasn't, we need a black one. It was how particular that story that ta was telling. Yeah. And I didn't know that was going to happen to me. Yeah. But... It did. And there are no other books like Black Panther. Right. Except for Black Panther. Yes. So it owns its region. It right. owns its property. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. it has that particularity. There are not other books that use Wakandan vocabulary. They're not drawn the same. They don't have the same pacing. Right. They don't deal in the same politics and philosophy. Right. It's just not like anything else and that is a strength of the book Mm -hmm. it gets it and know yourself and it draws specific people in a specific community group and we're going to see that in february 2018 yeah when black panther comes out you are going to see people go to a marvel movie that have never gone to a marvel movie specifically because of the particularity of black panther that's right wakanda that's right and those actors and it draws something special so that's that's you know that's a very interesting interesting topic Mm -hmm. you know and i think there's a lot to learn from this about this conversation you know like and aspiring writers aspiring directors aspiring you know illustrators like the point that g willow wilson is making it's tell that particular story Mm -hmm. and do it well Mm -hmm. and that's going to draw that audience it's not about Getting an Asian one. Yeah. Getting a black one. It's about, is that a story that you can relate with? Is that a story that resonates with you? Is there is there are you telling the truth in public mm-hmm. through telling this story? And does that represent something that means something to you? Well, tell that story, tell that particular story and do it, make it undeniable. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Now mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're guaranteed success. No. But that's part of the recipe, I would say. And Marvel needs to recognize that and they need to put Effort and energy and money and advertising behind those mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. behind those characters. Because what they know is they've got a budget that says Captain America on it, and they will always spend money on Cap. Yeah. They will always spend money on Steve Rogers. They're always going to do well with that mm-hmm. because they just know they're going to do well with that. So yeah. why would you not? Yeah. No hanging fruit. But you've got to give it a proportional effort. Yeah. To get those new stories, those new voices in front of people who wouldn't know where they are or how to achieve them. And these and these distinctions that we're making, I'm coming to a conclusion that it's really worth talking about because I think yeah. people really don't understand the difference between representation and diversity. Mm. You know, and they mm-hmm. think it's the same thing. Like diversity literally can mean we have people who have more we have more brown-eyed people here. Sure. Sure. We're diverse. Yeah, right. You know? Well, yeah, but I don't think that's what we're talking about. Right. You know? Well, look, I mean, we have sh- more short people here. Mm-hmm. We're more diverse. And what that plays out in, and like as I'm in this design apprenticeship, I'm learning, there are a lot of tech companies that go, we're X percent more diverse this year. Hurrah! And yeah. you come out and find, oh, they have more 
they had a bunch of white men. Now they have more white women. Sure. Which is clap it up. Sure. That's added diversity. However, I think we're we we don't mean the same thing. Yeah. Let's kind of hone this word in a little bit more. An accurate representation of the world around us. Yeah. Reality. In my reality, in the world I live in, everybody is not a white, straight, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Christian male. Mm -hmm. That's not the reality. Mm -hmm. There are people who wear hijabs. Yeah. I don't see that. You know, there are people who worship different, Mm -hmm. people who pray different, eat different, sing different. They go to different places. They wear different clothes. They talk different. And I don't see those different people represented in this company, in these books, in these comics, on these TV shows, behind the camera, in front of the camera. Like, and when we start talking about, and and what you really say is like, hey, I look at this and this doesn't look real to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that's not what the world I live in looks like. Then it starts to be able to go, ah, okay. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, and people are drawn to things that resonate with them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just trash for somebody to put stories out that are representing voices uh, and stories and and, and narratives that aren't out there. uh, And then to, to cancel it, to cut it short Mm -hmm. and for the company to say, you know what, reader, it's your fault. You didn't pick it up. You didn't buy it. You didn't like it, especially it's, when you're a part not, of. Especially when you score the same numbers, and especially when you're a part of that. And I think what 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 cuts into me a little bit is it feels like, and I can't prove it. I can't. Pro- I, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't. I can't make a judgment because, of course, I don't have infinite information. So, in order to make a real judgment, you have to have all information possible, and mm-hmm. I don't have that information. Mm-hmm. But it feels keyword feels like a lie. Yeah. And that's what I can't get past. Yeah. It feels like a bullface lie. Sure. People don't want, and I'm like, I can rattle off at least a good, you know, X amount of people Yeah, who want that. And it feels like you're lying on me, us. Who said that? Who are these people who said that we don't want this? Because you're afraid that someone's going to take away the thing that you love and blame it on you. Exactly. And it's like, no. You're lying on us. We want it. Who told you we didn't want Nighthawk? Who said that? Mm-hmm. You know, who said we don't want Squirrel Girl? Who said we don't? Who's saying these things? A company with this amount of money is afraid of playing the long game, you know? Yeah. They're like, they're, they're afraid of making these risks that are not going to be immediately mm-hmm. benefiting them, immediately yielding positive results. And when you're big, you can kind of throw, you can kind of throw around statements like that. Yeah. And kind of go, yeah, they don't want it. But, you know, the flip on the next day makes me conclude that somebody put them in the back room and go, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Did you go out there and say, oh, why would you say that? Oh, yeah. You know, this was egg on them. Oh, this well, is egg. You, are you an idiot are you stupid yeah. you know what's going on with netflix and you can't go out there and say stuff like that and and that's just stupid that's dumb that's not true like mm-hmm. there are plenty of people like and even if he was trying to make a point he just did a really bad his statement let me just say this and let's move on it was too absolute agreed there was not enough nuance agreed there's not enough information there was not enough receipts if you will you know, it was just a statement made by made by a person of authority that we were just supposed to like swallow whole and not question. Yeah. And I think what happened was, like we do, the internet goes, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Who who said that? Like mm-hmm. 
What about blah 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 blah? All of us want that. Don't don't speak on my behalf. We I can think say it, that it would have been it would have been just as easy and a lot more beneficial if uh, Dave Gabriel had said, "Here's what the numbers are showing us," and we don't have the exact story. We don't have the comprehensive story of. And we what don't know what that's means, about. But we're looking into that so we can find out you know, what we need to do about it. Yo, you could have said that. You could have said, "Here's what the numbers say." We're going to look into why they say this. Done. Right. Instead of telling me that diversity doesn't sell. People don't want diversity. Any, any book that was diverse in any book with a women in it, y'all don't want it. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Let's talk about uh, Ghost in the Show. Yeah. Hey, speaking of eating some crow. Yeah. Speaking of eating some crow, Paramount is experiencing a failure on their hands. Ghost in the Show released what two weeks ago last friday maybe i think last, last friday. friday this past friday yeah uh this this movie was made with a 110 million dollar budget and opening weekend it earned 19 mil mm. uh-oh yep that's a loss that's yep. an l yeah so uh paramount is saying now uh quote we had hopes for better results domestically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the conversation regarding casting impacted the reviews. Yeah. And this is spoken by the Paramount domestic, domestic distribution chief, Kyle Davies. Mm-hmm. He says, you got a movie that is very important to the fanboys. I take, I take that's, that's not, umbrage that, with yeah. that That doesn't language, sound sorry. very... Uh, anyway, carry no. on. You got a movie that is very important to the fanboys since it's based on a Japanese anime movie. I also take umbrage with this. You said Japanese anime? You crazy? That's Anime is Japanese inherently. Mm. So look, already, Davies, you're just out of pocket. Right. So you're always going to try to thread that needle between honoring the source material and make money or make a movie for a mass audience. That's challenging, but clearly the reviews didn't help. Mm-hmm. Y'all stop saying the reviews didn't help or you didn't buy it or people didn't like it and that's why it failed. No, you made trash and that's why it failed. Yeah. And people don't like trash. Yeah. And the trash that you need to admit to is you whitewashed this character and people know better than that. Mm-hmm. Fans and anybody. Right. Know better than that. Because what's happening is you're assu- like at least the tone, the way I'm taking it. Let me let me own the way I'm taking sure. it. Sure. The way I'm taking it is, oh, it was great. And it would have done great if you guys didn't like make fun of it know, so bad. Point out the obvious whitewashing. Sure. Would have just let us let us let us like chill. Exactly. You know what I mean? If y'all would have just let us cook, we would have been good. But mm-hmm. instead, you guys stood up for yourselves and called it out. So you know there was a negative outcome, and it's like, well, yeah, that's that's how that's how it's supposed to work. Think of the language that he used. He says, I think the conversation regarding casting impacted the reviews. Dog, uh, is there any way that you could uh, 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 more neuter what you just said? You just took all of the impact out of what, what those words really mean. I think what you mean to say is, I think the fact that we were racist and made a racist movie and whitewashed a character that shouldn't have been whitewashed impacted the film. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. You mean you, conversation you are correct. regarding casting. That's like... A, that's what, you, a, what you really mean is, I think the fact that we whitewashed the character negatively affected the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I agree. Agreed. I wish you would have realized that a long time ago. I agree ago. with you. We tried to tell you that. You know? So, I mean... Oh. And now, internet spoilers. Spoilers for Ghost in the Shell. You saw the film. Saw Ghost in the Shell. I did not. Yeah. Spoilers for Ghost in the Shell. Spoilers for Ghost in the Shell. We are not going to do a one shot. This is as far as we're going to get. Spoilers. Three... Two, 
one. It's your fault. Spoilers. All right. So I saw Ghost in the Shell. Sure. And if you're still listening, you you asked for it. So we come to the conclusion. The bottom line is that um, Major, which is what the character was called, all up and through promotion and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Scarlett Johansson said, this is not whitewashing. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? That's what she said. That's right. I don't think this is whitewashing. It's not whitewashing, right? So, Major Scarlett Johansson, it's a brain from a person who had some sort of incident, and the brain was put into this robot body. Robot body. Yeah. So, ghost, spirit, in the shell. Robot body. Machine. Ghost in the machine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, this... Scarlett Johansson's character has been told this story of what happened to her and why, how she came about and whatever happened. There's this villain that, you know, she's going up against. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is white. We come to find out that this villain person is white. This villain person is also an, one of these robot, android, synthoid, whatever kind of things. The whole idea is he was the first, mm-hmm. but they improved on the method, and she was the like ultimate improvement. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. She's iOS 10. Sc- Sky was 10 bands. Scarlett Johansson is white. This villain character is white. Word. We come to find out, again, spoilers, I done told you, mm-hmm. come to find out the story that she was told wasn't true. Mm. Scarlett Johansson's character meets an Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Clearly Asian. Clearly Japanese. And the woman goes, you remind me of my daughter. Oh, okay. I said, there you go. You better. There they, there they go. Yeah. You better not. Mm-hmm. I mean, this woman is show enough. There ain't no question. Mm-hmm. I said, I know good and well. Y'all are not this tone deaf. Now I told you about detective brain. I already done figured out what they're going to do. So but they, I'm like, they they're, not gonna, down. they're not going to do this. They double down. They're not going to do this. We come to find out the story that Scarlett Johansson told was not true. Mm. She was taken from this place for this experiment. Mm -hmm. And they show this flashback. Mm -hmm. And they show these people pulling these young people out of the building. Don't you know they are pulling a full-fledged Japanese woman Mm -hmm. out of the building? Yeah. That is... And they find out, she finds out, my real name is Mikoto Kusanagi. Oh, come on. I said, y'all, this is the most whitewashed thing you could have done. You literally on screen are showing a Asian person who ends up getting killed. They take the brain out of the Asian person and put it in this white android body. And now they have all these kinds of powers and enhancement. So... Did they no? Did they spend time? Does the movie spend time on on adding commentary to like how messed up that is? No. Does that at any point does Scarlett Johansson say, "Oh my God, they robbed me of my identity"? No. What do I do in this white body? No. So it's just like, oh, it's an alien. Trash. I mean, not alien. It's just an android. Trash. So the whole idea is like, oh, so that's what you're trying to say when you're saying it's not whitewashing. Trash. Trash. Because what you're trash. trying to say is, well, we're not whitewashing. It's just an it's just an android. So it's really like, you know, ethnicityless and raceless. Come on, man. We're not stupid. We're not and stupid. then come to find out the villain guy, this, we see him. He's an Asian too. So the villain is what? The, vil- the villain android is white. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson android is white. Mm-hmm. But 
the person that gets pulled out of the building is Asian, has a Asian, has a Japanese name. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson's character gets pulled out. She has a Japanese name. And then at the end of the movie, she goes, I found out my real name. Mikoto Kusanagi. That's so messed up. I was I, like, like, yo. I, I got no time for that. And I was that like, yo, so I cannot up. believe. That they went ham on that. Like, like you they, really they leaned, all the way in on you that. leaned into it. Yeah. And then you're going to look me in the face and go, this isn't whitewashing. What? what are you talking about? Jesus, man. So that's why when, when I see this, I think some of the reviews about, well, yeah, because it's bold face. It's like, I, I was like, when I thought we had re- reached the peak, mm-hmm. I thought we were up there. Mm-hmm. I see Ghost in the Shell and I'm just like, wow, you guys are tone deaf or you just don't care. Mm-hmm. So when I hear it didn't sell well, I'm actually like, yeah, y'all yeah, gonna you, learn. You, you got exactly what you deserve. Y'all gonna learn. Like Use all that money. Yeah, I mean, because like maybe next time you won't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. It, it was. It was. I was offended. That's ridiculous. I was angry. Well, there's Paramount on the on the subject. You know, this, Paramount has no other choice right now but to deal with the the, the reason for why that failed. Yeah. And is this going to stop it? No. Absolutely. This is not going to stop uh, this from being prevalent in films yeah. there's no way it's going to stop well, we, it well, we, but let's all take a moment and observe this corpse and figure out how it all went wrong some of us learned this a long time ago yeah and some of us maybe need to come to terms with it right now well hopefully it stops i hope, hope so hopefully I, I want it i mean to. matt damon can't do everything no he look matt damon's going to eventually i'm not ish, wishing ill will upon uh, Matt Damon, savior of the uh, the great Chinese nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Damon will eventually grow old and expire, and hopefully, before that point in time, they can take his ghost and put it in a shell shaped like <laughs> Matt Damon. They just have infinite Matt Damon coming, coming, coming. You know, look, two hundred year old clown. Oh, you man. know who that is under that makeup? <laughs> it's Matt Damon. That's a great callback. That's a great callback. And that is why we're afraid of clowns. It has nothing to do with Pennywise. Matt Damon is the culprit. Oh, boy. All right. So here we go. We got a rumor about Jordan Peele. So first of all, we got a lot, we got a lot of Jordan Peele conversation to have. Let's, let's, let's get the good, the good, good going first. So, so Jordan Peele is the director of Get Out. If you haven't seen, seen it, you're doing life wrong. Um, so a couple things that Jordan Peele has done. Um, at almost $160 million in U.S. ticket sales, Get Out eclipsed an 18-year record set by the found footage classic The, ba- the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> that film, based on an original story by first-time director directors um topped out at 140 million in the u.s get out um is possibly going to hit about 200 million before it it, it, uh, it leaves mm. so a couple things peels the first black writer director with a 100 million dollar film debut this is the third highest grossing rated r horror film ever behind only the exorcist and hannibal which is eventually going to surpass from what they're what they're saying the film dropped just 15 percent in the second week most horror films drop about 60 percent and it's already the highest grossing film in the u.s for blumhouse production damn so he's he's breaking records he's making moves i mean for the amount of money that they spent on making that movie it has you know t- over and over and over again made the money back so bottom line it's like 
shout out to shout out to um, Jordan Peele on doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that record for um, for uh, Blair Witch has been standing for about twenty, almost twenty years. Yeah, so that that's a that's a big deal. That's a big deal because I mean, um, I think it costs less than five million. For, yeah, yeah. The for budget get out to get made. Budget was uh, four point something. Was apparently not all that high. Yeah, and he's making it in some. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how much it costs to make, but bottom line, he's making moves out here. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's exciting. And one other thing, there is an alternate ending. Oh, to Get Out. Okay. On the Blu-ray that's going to be coming out. All right. So we got the Blu-ray for Get Out coming out. Um, it's going to be um, on demand May 23rd and the digital HD on May 9th. And the Blu-ray DVD combo pack is going to come out on May 23rd. So there's going to be an alternate ending for Get Out, which we have to see. Mm-hmm. We got to see what that's about. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's all the good news that's going on about Jordan Peele mm-hmm. and... That's all the facts we have. But we have a rumor floating. Mm-hmm. Got a rumor floating around that Jordan Peele is being courted heavily to direct the Akira movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, Akira, just like Ghost in the Shell, Akira is a classic, yeah. seminal yeah. anime film. A lot, of what, a lot of what we see in anime and animated movies and just m- like movies period has been greatly inspired by that anime oh yeah tons of stuff the uh, classic motorcycle skid mm-hmm. you know where you're looking back at the camera and the one foot down and you see sliding it away you've seen it many places i'm sure yeah uh, uh akira was a japanese uh anime uh in the words of 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 mr davies japanese anime what kind of anime was it a japanese anime uh there was a film that came out in 1988 that was based on a, a manga series by the same name Awesome, awesome all around. Good stuff. And they've been talking about, Hollywood's been talking about making this a film, live action, for a very long time. I mean, there's been talk about so many different people all over the place doing it. Leonardo DiCaprio apparently was attached to it at some point in time. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was attached to it at some point in time. The Hughes brothers, I believe. The Hughes brothers at some point in time. And now the latest rumor to, to take the scene is Jordan Peele is being looked at mm-hmm. to be the director of this film. Yeah. What say you, Octavius? Look, man. Um, two things. One, I honestly am more interested in seeing what Jordan Peele has up his own sleeve. Rather than telling some remade movies. Yeah. I... Yeah. I well, I mean, think about would we have Kill Bill 1 and 2? Would we have Reservoir Dogs? Would we have Pulp Fiction? Mm-hmm. Would we have all the Tarantino movies that we have right now that we love if Tarantino's running around making... Remaking films. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say that, you know, Jordan Peele won't do that, but I'm just really more excited to see... He said he's got like three or four films mm-hmm. that are based on social commentary. I, I mean, I've seen Akira already. Mm-hmm. I've yet to read the manga and I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. I I think I'm, I don't, I, with Jordan Peele being, having so much potential in his first run at a written and directed movie. I mean, let somebody else do it here. Now, if he wants to do it, sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I had my druthers, 
I'd rather see what the second, third, and fourth idea he has up his sleeve is. Yeah, because he has a series know? apparently planned. Yeah, I mean, so do I care? Do I have any kind of like negative reaction? No, other than just don't get in the way of his other ideas. Mm-hmm. That's where I stand. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I have, I have two points. Uh, one, I, I completely agree with you. I want to see what Jordan Peele can do when he's working on original material. Yeah, some other stuff. Yeah, uh, and two. An Akira live-action movie reboot, that does not need to exist in my universe. Yeah. So I'm ignoring this whole thing because this is a rumor, of course, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily happening. Right. Uh, who, who knows what's really being talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, I don't even want this movie to exist. The original Akira movie is dope. I'm going to go back and watch that. Even though I'm confused by it. it. Even though I'm confused by it, but hey, look, that's why you got uh, years to live this life. You right. go back and watch you go that back again. And you got to read the manga. Maybe it'll make more sense. Manga is excellent. Uh, it, 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 that movie is great. I don't need to see it in a different way. If the medium is the message, I'm not going to be able to get the same visuals that I got with that anime. And I genuinely, Iconic. I genuinely have reboot fatigue. Yeah. You know, we talk about event fatigue and even like superhero movie re- fatigue. I'm kind of like, all right, we're going to reboot it. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, we're going to reboot Shawshank Redemption. Y'all, do not make me get tired of The Rock. You know what okay? I mean? Don't you dare make me get exhausted by The Rock. We're going to re- reboot. Reboot Jumanji. Don't you dare. You know, like. Juma- Look, The Rock is playing Tetsuo. No. Kevin Hart <laughs> is playing Akira. Kaneda. You, uh, uh, Channing Tatum? You oh, know gosh. Channing Tatum is playing Kaneda. You know this. Oh, man. You know this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, They're going to have Michael Bay bring one of the Transformers oh, no, no, to no. play the motorcycle. Oh, gosh. Yell, uh, uh, Yellow Jacket is playing the Yellow motorcycle. Yellow Jacket? You mean Bumblebee? Bumblebee. <laughs> Yellow Jacket. Bumblebee and Yellow Jacket. All of them. Ant-Man. Get them. <laughs> Ant-Man's <laughs> up in there. You know Henry Cavill is going to be up in there uh, as Superman. Yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, will I see it if it looks good? Sure. But I think I'm kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right, what can we, you know, I talk about this with uh, my mentor who's I'm doing the apprenticeship with, Dan Maul. Shout sure. out to you, Dan Maul. And he talks about movies. He listened to our one shot on Logan and okay. he had his opinions about Logan. Like, you know, I said that I think it's like my number one superhero movie. Now, and hold he, on. Were his opinions wrong or were they right? <laughs> that's some important people, some people wrong some people right that's important <laughs> um, yeah but one of the things that he said was about the movie while he, while he really 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 liked it mm. but part of it that kind of took him out was like I feel like it started treating me like I was dumb because it started like hmm. over explaining things to me really like see we, that's the opposite of what you and I said right and he said that to me he was like you know I listened to you I watched the movie I listened to you guys thoughts um, but I think what reboots do it kind of it's a similar thing. It's like, you guys can't possibly appreciate something new, so we'll just reheat the old thing and give it to you again. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, treat me like I'm smarter than that. Mm-hmm. Like, treat me like I'm able to, like I can actually do more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily need, I mean, I'm not mad, but when you got a Jordan Peele out here who just gave us arguably one of the best movies I've ever seen, mm-hmm. give him another crack at it. Mm-hmm. Don't bury him under, you know, like all of that expectation. Mm-hmm. Don't bury him under all of that fan service and then having to fight whether he serves the fans or not. Give him a good handful of years to knock out 
you know, his own his own ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, give him a chance to come around to maybe go, you know what, now maybe I'll go out here and I'll make a Nighthawk movie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. maybe I'll go out here and you'll give me a crack at, I don't know, you'll give me a crack at something else. But right now, you know, we, we, we're in a time where I'd like to see some new ideas. Yeah. I'd like to see something I've never seen before. That's one of the things I'm chasing at the movies. I want to see something I haven't seen before. The, you know, it, when, when I think about how crazy reboots are as far as movies go, this is something that I thought about uh, not too long ago, but we're expecting Kendrick Lamar to drop a new album. We were expecting him to re- drop it today. thought it, it might be today, yeah. but we're expecting him to drop a new album on April 14th. Yes. One week from today. Yes. Can you imagine how whack it would be if that album drops and it's just Kendrick Lamar doing the Chronic? Ugh! Like it's I'd just, be, it's I'd just be Kendrick Lamar's take on Dre from ninety that's from, a great from point. the nineties. That's a great like, point. Can you imagine? That's a that's an amazing point. because you listen to Kendrick, you're like, nobody's doing this. No one is doing this. To Pimp a Butterfly comes comes mm-hmm. out. Nobody's mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. Good cat, good kid, Mad City comes out. Nobody's doing this. Yeah. Humble the, uh, the music video. Nobody is doing this. Yeah. And then when he releases it, and it's just like y'all like NWA. Here's my take on NWA. Right. You would be let down. Oh, my God. I'd be so deflated. It, it would seem like a waste of talent. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed like a waste. Like, you wasted some some a mind like this on redoing something we already heard? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you just, like, have them come do a reunion? Yeah. I mean, Dre's still alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dre, I'm sure Dre will do a show if you pay him enough. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. Like, or, Every morning he, when I wake up. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and Kendrick wrote that. Anyway. So Yeah, I know, just man, it's it is so I think about reboots and that's movies. A good point. We give it this weird that's double standard where we're like, yeah, we want to see a director do their take. And I'm you know, I'm not gonna lie, I think it would be interesting sometimes to see what would Kendrick do with some of these songs, how would some of these things modernize. Yeah. But I don't want that whole project all over again. I got this. And it's and it's not to say that we don't think Jordan can do it. No, no I no, think no, that's that not if I, conversation. Jordan can do it. It's not a question if, if he can do it or not. You know, it's, is that where I, if I had my way, you know, would I like to see him invest his greatness into something we've seen already? Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. So Close that's the, the news. book on that. Close the book on the news. So we, we, we're late. So that was, that was a good hour and a half worth of lose. Catching up. Yeah. We're catching up on some stuff. So why don't we do this? What do you, what do you want to do here? You want to do um, some talk back and we'll, let's, let's knock out. Wait, how you want to handle this? Yeah, yeah, we do a little talk back. We just point out some some good things that we've been uh, observing online, and then maybe we uh, run into just the books we picked up and things yeah. that you should pick up too. Yeah, go from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to do a shorter review because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we caught up. Because I mean, before we hit record, we're like, man, we are behind. Yeah, it's a lot. We didn't even cover everything. We're climbing. Yeah, <laughs> we're digging ourselves out of this hole yeah. that we made. One last thing, news. Marvel's bringing back digital cop. Copies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So again. Again, Marvel, we know you're listening. Thank you for the five stars and the positive comment, and we thank you for bringing back our free digital copies. Give those comics back. So what? from what I understand, I was in New York. I went to a new comic book store while I was out there this week, and they said that they got press from Marvel saying that they are bringing Marvel digital downloads back. When you Good. buy a comic book from Marvel, you're going to be getting the digital comp. You're going to be getting the digital copy again. Good. Yes, as well as the extra comic that they're going to give you, which you probably read already. Whatever. Yeah. Just give me the one that I bought. That's yes. All. Yes. Okay. Good, Good news. Yeah, ended on a high note. 
Uh, we're going to take it over to our talkback segment. This is an opportunity for us to speak with you. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can uh, tweet at our account at Comic Book Junto. You know, we send us an email. We'd like reading those too. That's uh, uh, Comic Book Junto at B3ARFRUIT.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit me with that phone number. You can leave us a voicemail. Also, you can leave us a voicemail 215 948 2742. And we love getting those. Let us know if you don't want us to use it on the show. Otherwise, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. But I want to point out a couple of tweets that I've seen recently. Uh, some things that made my day. Uh, one of them was actually you retweeting a link from our friends here in Philly. Uh, Geekadelphia. Now, in March, NPR was running this little the Twitter, not a promo per se, but just like a, I don't know, an, uh, a hashtag. They, they, they called Tripod. T-R-Y. P-O-D, tripod. And the idea was NPR wanted to know what listeners were listening to, some some of their anchors, what, what podcasts are you listening to? And if you tell your friends about the ones you like the most, maybe they can get into podcasts in general. Yes. Geekadelphia out here wrote about us. Uh, they took part in NPR's tripod initiative, and they talked about some Philly-based podcasts that they like, and we got mentioned. Comic Book Junto got some love. Yeah. So I want to shout out Monica Peluso. She's the woman who wrote this for Geekadelphia. We appreciate you. We appreciate the five stars and a positive comment and you writing about us on the internet. That's right. And she wrote Comic Book Junto is a weekly podcast from Octavius A. Newman and Adam Jumpman Tetris. I put Jumpman in there. Go. You're good. That focuses on the philosophy of geek culture. They cover everything and anything in pop culture. Recent guest show. Recent guests on the show included Tanahasi Coates. So word to you. Thank you for the love. It's always nice when uh, uh, local sources boost you up. Absolutely. So I appreciate that one. We got another one. This is a tweet from our friend, friend of the Junto, uh, Captain Zach Sparrow himself, mm, mm, Z-Block Araya. Yeah. And he sent us a, a, a screenshot of a text conversation he's having with a friend of his. And that friend sends him a text and it says, I might be with you on the whole no watching trailers thing. <laughs> New Spidey trailer just gave away the whole movie. Yeah. And he responds in a little green cloud says, welcome to the blackout congregation. <laughs> so he sends us a tweet. It says geek evangelism, hashtag blackout congregation. There it is. There it is. That's how it's good spreads. job. Well done. It's how it You're doing a good work out there. Mm-hmm. You're doing a good work. Pass the basket around. That's right. Put a little something in it. <laughs> Put a little something in there. <laughs> good job. So uh, that's that's all I wanted to share for our talk back today. But I just I, I saw those and I thought, man, that's that is good. That's mm-hmm. the kind of positivity that I need to run. Really on. exciting. Really mm-hmm. exciting. So we appreciate we appreciate you guys sharing the show. We appreciate you guys passing passing that around. Of course. And sharing, you know, also just sharing the blackout congregation with people because it's we you know, we you know as friends of the Junto, we crack jokes about it, but you also know as friends of the Junto, it's real. It is. You know what I mean? Them yeah. trailers, they're gonna give you more information than you want. So if you're not careful, you'll be messing around, be salty, and be upset. That Spider-Man Homecoming one, especially. Yeah, Look, I don't, you got I don't the whole dish. Really? You got, I've heard that a lot. Appetizer. You got your your appetizer. You got your main course. You got your dessert. They give you the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's not how you want it. Yeah, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're gonna just go, we're gonna talk about the books we bought. We're gonna give you some general overviews. Tell you some things that we would recommend you guys grab. That's right. And then we're gonna go ahead and cut out of here. That's right. All right, so what'd you get? I'm looking at my books right now. I picked up four from this past week. Uh, There's some books that I picked up last week that I haven't mentioned on, but these are the ones I got in front of me. Uh, Batman number 20. This is the conclusion of Tom King's I Am Bane arc. Yes, yes. Y'all, 
required reading. Yes. You're a Batman fan. Spoil- and listen, let's just go spoilers. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk touch on things lightly mm-hmm. on these books. But if you haven't read Batman number 20, if you ever haven't read Extremity number two, we're gonna talk about those in a little bit of detail. Mm-hmm. So spoilers for those books, three, two, one. It's your fault. Spoilers. This is the the fifth installment in the I Am Bane arc. Yeah. If you are a comic book fan, you owe it to yourself. If you're mm-hmm. a Batman fan, you mm-hmm. owe it to yourself. Yeah. If you like good literature, if you like beautiful artwork, mm-hmm. you owe it to yourself. Read these 20 comics. Yeah. Take a moment. Because this, I mean, this is a good culmination. It brings it all home. Um, it makes the past 20 comics worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Past 19. You know, this, everything about, everything about what Tom King is doing with Batman, I think, is fresh and it's unique. And it is, it's leaving a mark on this character. And up and down, but, you know, I just, I loved the way that this resolved. And it's, it, it was like a plain old fisticuffs, but there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. There's so much behind it. There's more to it. So you have important moments and there's something about this that says something about batman that really <clears throat> encompasses who he is and i'll and i'll leave it at this and just tell you guys to go read it this is the this is like a page and this is batman speaking and he is just to set the stage for you he's picking himself up off the ground blood leaking from his nose and his mouth and he goes you know how many times i've heard that Rest in peace, Batman. There's no escape, Batman. Time to die, Batman. Every night, over and over and over, for so many years. This is the end, Batman. Every damn night. And yet, I'm still here. That, that's what Batman number 20 is about. Yeah. And that's what the past 19 up into 20 issues has been talking about in various different ways and bits and pieces. It's kind of like, you know, this whole series is I am Bane. And I think what the whole conclusion is, yeah, but I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. in that. And, but if you haven't read it, if you've read it, you understand how poignant that is. And if you haven't read it, it might not seem important. You're just like, yeah, he's Batman. He says it all the time. But ultimately y'all, it's so important. It's uh, this. This was extremely satisfying. This is this is what I call sticking the landing. You know, this is amen. This is the conclusion that you hope to receive. Like this was plotted out. This was planned appropriately. And when it ended, you felt good about it. You felt, whoo! I'm glad we went on this journey together. Yes. It hurt. Yes. But I'm glad that we went on this journey together. So mm-hmm. require reading, y'all. Uh, another one for my stack, Extremity number two. I got that one too. Extremity is one that we were really, really excited about. Internet, pick up Extremity number one and join us in Extremity number two. Mm-hmm. This is good. It's very good. This feels like it's going to be one of them image books. Written and illustrated by one guy, Daniel Warren Johnson. He's the creator, writer, and artist, and it is colored by Mike Spicer. I point that out because the colors are wonderful, too. It's got a really good look to it. Uh, everything about this issue is really rad, and it does things that I like that are both familiar and brand new territory. You know, this is something that I can get into and understand really quickly. It's a story of loss, of yeah. war, yeah. of vendettas. Yeah. And uh, Good it's way of putting it. And it's, uh, it's and, also brand new territory. And the relational issues and like dynamics within all of those things. So it's not just war and battle and revenge and vengeance. It's like those are like the backdrop Mm -hmm. it's what are the relationships and interactions with people in light 
of those things? What are the after effects? What's the fallout? What are the results? You know, and we even learned something in this issue that we didn't know from the first. Mm-hmm. We see in the first issue, we see brutal things happen to this group of people that we connect with. And we feel like, dang, man, this is messed up. But we learned in this book, well, hold up now. Maybe there's a part of the story we didn't know. War is not simple. Yeah. 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 I mean, and what we find out from issue number two, because we saw in issue number one, um, like our our main character, our main the fa- like the main family that we're working with, we see um, like the daughter. Uh, uh, see that some of these names. Anora is the daughter. Yeah, Anora. We see her hand get cut off, and she's an illustrator. Oh no! So that's our that's our main uh, our main character, the 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 protagonist of the book. Um, Gosh, what what is the name yeah. of this character? She is she is a uh, Roto. She is the the daughter of Jerome. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm trying to think of what her actual name is, but uh, Nora is the quote unquote evil family. Uh, okay, and, and uh, that is the daughter of the evil family whose face was permanently disfigured. Yeah, so basically, we find out that like it's not as cut and dry as we figured. No, you know what I mean. There's more going on than we thought. We thought that this was a group of people that were just like like just. What's the word I'm looking for? Just like um totally innocent? Yeah, and they yeah. just people just came up and ran up on them and, and, and started treating them crazy. But come to find out, at least from what we know from issue number twelve, it was a retaliation from something they did. So mm-hmm. who struck first? You know, it's uh, it's read it. I I, I kind of like don't want to get all the way into it because we don't have time to do it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But um, read issue number two so when issue number three comes around, we can all talk about it together. And I had a a couple of things that I want to point out from this issue uh, as well. Uh, something that I really, really enjoyed is the introduction of a character named Shiloh. Because, look, I am all about something badass happening in a book. And Shiloh waking up and coming to save the day, that was badass. That felt good. Uh, I also appreciate the way that the Paznina, the the evil family, uh, uh, conquers people. They straight up steal their castle. Like, steal the whole castle. They take their home. Castle. Yeah. Like, figure it out. Yeah, that's dope. And uh, I had a little bit of a, a Samus, like uh, um, Metroid Samus surprise. I remember the first time I ever played Metroid, and at the end of the game, uh, Metroid uh, Samus takes the helmet off. Spoilers. And it's uh, uh, a woman. Yeah. And it, it's a it's a major reveal because you're like, oh, I just didn't ex- I didn't see that coming. I got to check myself. And this book manages to do this uh, uh, during uh, the, the run of it as well. And man, I'm just so impressed with Extremity. And I got to say, I'm impressed with Image Comics. You know, everything I read from the perspective of the way that Image invests into its creators, I just don't know why there's any other way to do it, frankly. Um, so props to Daniel Warren Johnson and the team that made this book a reality. This is crazy good. This is excellent. Yeah. Put Extremity on your list. Yeah. Start picking that up. Other books I picked up. I picked up Hawkeye number five, Kelly Thompson, Leonardo Romero, and Jordi Belair. I love Hawkeye. I'm really, really, really into this book. Jessica Jones stars in this one. And Paper Girls 13, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. And Cliff Shang. Uh, Paper Girls remains uh, a favorite at all times. And for me, one of the best color palettes, period. I, I just think this color, this book is so damn beautiful. That's props to a guy named Matt Wilson. That stuff matters, you know? Yeah. It matters. I picked up Spider Man number 15 mm-hmm. after the whole uh, 
when uh, Spider Gwen uh, event is over. So I'm yep. back in that. I think I got The Walking Dead 166. I think it is. Okay. Um, Look, I, they're only a hundred episodes ahead of us. Yeah, you know, we got 66. We're we're coming for you, Kirkman. Yeah, we coming after you. Mm-hmm. Um, best, yeah. I, I hope I don't lose a hand on my way. Lord willing. Oh God. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So I picked up. I caught up on All Star Batman. Um, I caught up on Daredevil. You know, I caught up on a couple books. Mm-hmm. I don't have them all with me, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, I caught up on a couple books when I was out there in New York and grabbed a few. What do we have coming? All right. So let's look at what we have coming up on the slate next week. Um, so let's see here. Uh, new comics. And we got Black Panther number 13. Okay. We have Black Panther and the crew number one. Hey, hey, that's ta doing a new series. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. We got All-Star Batman number nine as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want to talk about Black Panther and the crew. We got Motor Crush number five. It's coming out as well. Um and I'm sure there's a couple other things because I know Marvel's doing a lot of new stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of X-Men stuff that's starting. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what's what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know that Black Panther is going to be coming out. Um, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Well, there's a Weapon X comic book that's coming out next week as well. Weapon Domino's X number one. That. Yeah. 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 So let us know what stuff you're going to be picking up next week, what stuff you want us to pick up, what stuff that you um, want us to talk about. Let us know some things because right now, you know, we do we keep on going with Black Panther? Do we keep on touching on that? I mean, I definitely want to talk about Black Panther and the crew, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We transition into that. Anything else coming up that we don't know about that you want to point out to us, let us know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hit us up on Twitter at Octavius A. Newman. Adam is at Adam Tetris. Uh, also, send us the emails to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Leave us the voicemails. Um, and I think that's episode 66. I believe so. And it, look, something that we skipped over, so it didn't have the chance to, to say anything about it. Man Thing 2 is horrible. Oh, yeah. And I, we didn't I, just, even... I got a little teaser for y'all. I'm working on fixing that. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Working on fixing that. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. That's right. All right. We love you guys. This has been episode 66. We're sorry it's late, but thank you guys for your Woo! patience. We'll be back with episode 67 coming up soon. <sighs> Tell Tom King to get on the show. That's right. Tell Axel Alonzo to get on the show. That's right. And tweet at me and let me know other people who you'd like to hear, mm-hmm. whose origin story you'd like to hear on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all we got. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>